All right, dear friend. I want to ask you a very serious question, and I'm I'm asking you this question because I've been listening to a lot of friends of mine uh, who have been uh, discussing the case of the Marine, uh, Daniel Penny. And I am hearing things that absolutely are breathtakingly frightening in terms of what people think they can do, what they would do, what the law provides in defending yourself. Let me ask you something. When can you take someone's life? If you are of the slightest, slightest a type that is um, thinking about, uh, perhaps considering uh, what you would do in the event of uh, uh, hurting someone, shooting someone, uh, being out in public, uh, defending someone, standing up for someone, becoming the next Daniel Penny. What is the law? Have you thought about this? Have you gone through this in your own mind? What you would do, what you can do. Chances are, no, you haven't. You have absolutely not. There is a wonderful proliferation of people right now who are talking about a lot about um, uh, martial arts and things like that. And that's, that's wonderful. Just, it's wonderful. It's great. Great. What is it that you think you're going to do? What is it that you think? I was watching something. Who was it? Um, I guess it was uh, 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 Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan was was commenting on on how skilled uh, Mark Zuckerberg was in judo and and uh, this stuff and and it's wonderful. What would you do? Let me give you an example. Let's assume you're in a whether you're in New York or not. You're in a subway, and these crazy people go from train to train to train. They go from one. You're not supposed to do it, but nobody stops them. Anyway, they go from one, and sometimes they're menacing, sometimes they're not. You're very good at just ignoring people. But somebody comes through, like this fellow, Neely, the Michael Jackson um, impersonator. That's what they're calling him now. Not schizophrenic felon on the, you know, menacer. No, 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 no. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a... A Michael Jackson performer. Just like, remember when, when Trayvon Martin, remember him? He was uh, killed by George Zimmerman. They showed a picture of him like in the like in kindergarten. A little mortarboard. I said, oh my God, they killed the kid. It's like, no, he's like 30 years old. Now, what? Why are they showing this picture? Because they don't want to tell you the truth. So you're there. Here comes this person. What are you going to do? Have you thought about this? You're a man, you're a tough guy, maybe you've taken some martial arts, maybe you're pretty good at boxing, maybe you're, you're pretty good, you, you know how to handle yourself, you know how to handle yourself, okay. So what do you do? You're going to go up and you're going you're gonna to confront this person. You're going to confront this person. What are you going to do? And by the way, 
lest you think this is a New York thing, I'm talking if you're in Galveston, if you're in Butte, Montana, if you're anywhere, anywhere, what are you going to do? Okay? So you go up and you say, hey, now the person, let's say, is is deranged. Or if you want, we can go through the he's just a drunk. He's just somebody who's, I don't know, a little bit out of it. You don't normally confront people who are not under the influence of something. So anyway, you're going to go up and you're going to say, hey, knock it off because you're a you're a, a masculine guy and you believe in chivalry and this guy gets right up to you and says something to you. Now you've done it. Now you've engaged. What have you stopped? I don't know. What was he doing? I don't know. He was acting like a jerk. Now remember, let's, let, let, let's make this easy. This person hasn't attacked anybody. When somebody's attacked, then all bets are off. You can do whatever you want. I mean, within reason. Now, now you're defending somebody who is in the middle of being hit and pummeled. It's a different situation. But beforehand, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to get up and you're going to say something. Okay? Let's say this person pushes you. What are you going to do? Have you thought about this? No. People who do martial arts or boxing, they don't really go through it in their head. They're, they're great at, I love all this slow motion stuff. Oh my God, YouTube. If ever I find a slow motion bad guy, some slow motion assailant, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. You know who I'm going to also be there for? My new best friend, Pete. Pete OU812. I love the personalization. Thanks for spending extra time with us, Lionel. Been a subscriber since 2016, right after the election. Keep speaking the truth. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, and that's for you, Petey. I mean that sincerely, brother. From the heart. From the heart. You dig? Okay. So let's go back and do this. What are you going to do? Now, he pushes you. What are you going to do? Now, don't don't talk to me like you are, you know, your friends or you're on the Joe Rogan show. And, and I say that with all due respect because everybody, everybody's a tough guy on the Joe Rogan show. Everybody, everybody's a tough guy. You know. Okay, fine. So, let me ask you a question. What are you going to do? Are you going to hit him? Are you going to hit him? Where are you going to hit him? How are you going to hit him? Have you thought about this? What are you going to do? You're going to use your, what, your fist? You're going to use your fist? You're going to hit him like that? You're going to hit him like that? Maybe break your hand? Have you ever done this before? You ever hit somebody in the head? You ever, where are you going to hit him? Here? Face? Here? Where? Where are you going to hit him? Where are you going to hit him? Look at this. Fishman says, Glad YouTube finally remonetized your long overdue. I had a pistol in Memphis a few years ago. was really scale. Oh, I, ha I had to pull a pistol. We'll get to that in a moment. And by the way, Fishman, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Have you ever broken a bone? You ever, who's broken their hand? Anybody? You broke? I broke a fan. Fifth, fifth metacarpal right there. The, the boxers shattered. Boxers. Uh, you ever done that? Hurts 
like you can't believe. Most of the time, if you use this knuckle here, first of all, you, if, if you're using your fist, you're crazy. You're just, you're insane. I don't know where you learned this from. Maybe you did this on, you saw this on TV. This is what you do, I guess. But supposedly, this knuckle is the, it can handle the concussion because it's a straight line. You're going to hit them like this. You're going to break your hand. Or let's say you're going to break their teeth. You break their teeth. You're going to get sued. Break their teeth. How about an orbit? You ever done this? You know these bones right here? Oh, my God. They're like, they're like an eggshell. Shatter them. Pow. Want to hit around here? Temple. Ooh. ooh. Eyes, nose, teeth. You know what dental work is? You know what? And what are you going to do? Do you think you're going to get off? Do you think somebody's going to come and say, no, wait a minute, hold on, I was here. And this this miscreant came up and he bothered this young man who got up and did this to protect all of us here uh, in this uh, bar or in this uh, park, whatever it is. Not in New York, but in Butte, Montana. Now, this guy's going to sue you. He has dental work. He had dental work. It's shattered now. Orbit shattered. You're messed up. Disfigurement. Emergency room. Maybe a concussion. Concussions. CTE. The threat. Maybe, maybe he has a pre-existing situation. Maybe you've exacerbated it. There's something called the eggshell defendant. Excuse me, the eggshell victim, pardon me. And that means that you find your victim as they are. Let's say, and the idea is that you hit somebody whose who's, who's orbit, whose orbit, whose uh, bones are as thin as an eggshell. And you say, well, how do I, how did I know? It's the rarest, this is the way the doctrine goes, it's the rarest thing known to mankind. How did I know? You find your victim as they are. Now you're sued. Then the police come and you're charged. You're charged. Do you have anything involving any kind of bonding? Are you a bus driver? Do you have anything? Any? Do you have to notify your own carrier or something? Could you lose your job? Is this going to make the newspaper? You hit somebody? Maybe the person's maybe the person's mentally ill. Maybe the person maybe you hit him and he hits his head. Have you thought about all this? No, of course not. You've got a broken bone, you've broken a bone, and you're charged. Because through some fluke, you get the worst cop ever. Ever in the history of, of police work, they comes to investigate this, and you're charged. And the people around you say, wait a minute, we saw this. Tell, tell it to the judge. Sorry, this guy's laid out. Or, or, I forgot to tell you, let's say this guy's better than you. And he cleans your clock. And your eye is short, shattered. And your teeth are shattered. And your nose is broken. And you need maxillofacial surgery and a nose job and teeth and all this stuff. You do. Because you decided you were going to stand up and do something. Whatever it's worth. All right? Dreadnought trucking. I don't live in a in an I don't live in a unconstitutional state, so I defend myself with iron, forty five caliber. 
Thank you, Dreadnought. Thank you, Dreadnought. You are my prized client. You're going to keep me in business. You have a 45 caliber. I hope you would have a, a Colt or a nice 1911, you know, 45. Best there is. And you used a weapon, a firearm against somebody who's not armed? Oh, you're done. Oh, attempted murder. Oh, this is great. Aggravated battery. I'm not saying this, my friend. I, I, I would do everything I could to help you. This is what happens. You're going to go into court and they're going to say, you used deadly force against somebody who wasn't exhibiting deadly force? Oh, you're guilty. That's it. You're guilty. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't care where you are. And you can say, well, stand your ground and all that stuff. You were in a bar. Somebody came up, let's say, and, and, and somebody was acting like a fool, and you pulled a gun out and either threatened them. He was just acting like it. You can't do that. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you are. Now, there is a there is something that is happening regarding stand your ground states. Stand your ground. Let me explain how that works. This is a good idea. It's interesting, but problems. You have a duty to retreat in virtually every jurisdiction. When somebody comes up and bothers you, you have to leave. You have a duty to retreat before you get involved in anything. This isn't Marshall Dillonville. This isn't Dodge City. You don't you don't stand there. You're supposed to leave. You're supposed to walk away, which makes a lot of sense in some respects. 1911 is one of them. I'm also backed by the USCCA. I came late, so I didn't hear the unarmed part. United States, I don't know what the U.S., what is the U.S.C.C.A.? What is that? U.S.C.C.A. is the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Well, that's good. That's an excellent thing. And by the way, let me just say something right now. Let me say something. It says, avoid danger, uh, uh, members... You see, what are we? Membership training about us, about about the USCCA. Uh, since the launch of our flagship publication, Concealed Carry Magazine, two thousand three, the goal of the USCCA has been to provide resources that are easy to find and easier to use for anyone who wants to stay safe and avoid danger. Today, our community. Oh, I'm all for this. Wonderful, wonderful. Make sure you know uh, everything about this. I am 150%, whatever that means, uh, in favor of this thing called the Second Amendment, the Heller decision, and my favorite, my favorite, my favorite, uh, a constitutional forefather, forebear, is Tench Cox. T-E-N-C-H-C-O-X-E. Tench Cox. Please read his works about the militia. Please. When I was in Florida years ago, we had concealed permit maybe before anybody. I absolutely, positively have 
nothing but respect for this. I was a prosecutor <clears throat> and a criminal defense lawyer. And I know what happens. And you have that as a problem. You have that. The old expression, you'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by 6 and all that. And that sounds wonderful. But you better really think about this very carefully. So, let's just go. We're not even talking about guns. I would say no guns. No, no. We'll get to, we'll get to stand your ground in a moment. But let's just, just talk about something like this. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, you're going to get involved with somebody. And let's say you're going to say, no, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to approach this person. And many people say, because I'm good, I'm, I'm good with my hands. Okay. Does this person have any needles on him? Does he, is he carrying any, any weapon or anything on him? Any knife or gun? Or Do you know anything about him? What if he bites you? Hepatitis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Human bites? The worst. The worst. They are the worst of the worst of the worst. Bomb, born to raise hogs. Thank you, my friend. Excellent. Thank you so, so much. R. Heath. USCCA is insurance, which everyone needs if they carry. That's very good. I think you need. Uh, I, I want you not to need the insurance, but that's wonderful. Dreadnought says they also provide legal counsel and $2 million in damages if you're sued in civil court. That is excellent. Make sure you know the confines of your policy and make sure you don't do something where you pull a Yosemite Sam and start, you know, that sort of thing. Listen. I'm telling you right now, that is so, so smart. But before you do this, let's think about this. Let's talk about this. So here's my thing. My rule is, I, am, I don't get into fights with anybody. I don't, I don't interject. I don't involve myself. Unless somebody's going to get hurt. But sometimes these things have a way of just kind of going away. And sometimes when people just look the other way, these crazy people will kind of just go through. Now, why this, why this Marine, Mr. Mr. Penny, decided I'm going to get him in a carotid restraint versus a chokehold, I don't know. Invariably, they're going to say that the amount, because he's charged, by the way, do you know all of your distinctions, all of your murder, second degree, depending upon you say murder, second degree, um, depraved indifference. Mr. Penny is charged with manslaughter, second-degree manslaughter, which is basically reckless homicide. Homicide, he killed somebody. Homicide is when you take the life of a human being. And it's reckless. That's what they're saying. So anyway, I'll get to that too. There's a lie. I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Rule number one, here's a rule. We don't get involved. Keep an eye on things, but if somebody's there making a fool, you don't get involved. And you never pull a gun because nobody's using a gun. And you are absolutely positively, you can, by the way, you can have all of the insurance you want. But that doesn't mean you're not going to be charged or prosecuted. And depending upon the state, if you use a, if you're charged with, let's say, something akin to aggravated battery, aggravated assault, where either you cause great bodily harm, disfigurement, use a, use a deadly weapon, or if you use a firearm, in some states there's a three-year minimum mandatory. And you could say, but I, I didn't do anything wrong. I, you, well, yeah, you did. 
So all I'm saying is make sure you think this. Make sure I have this. I had my weapon of choice. My sidearm was a Beretta 380. I loved it. I felt very, very competent with it. I had, I was, I always knew the rules. When you have a carry permit, you, for example, cannot go to bars, depending upon your state, or go to restaurants where X amount of the uh, uh, business is for booze versus liquor. And who the heck knows this? Athletic events, churches. Read your statute. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Okay? So the first rule is, I'm not going to get involved. You don't get involved. You're not going to. There are people I know, and I, and I, and God bless them, there are people who are born with brawn and size and uh, tough, and they are the first ones to get uh, hurt. Very seriously hurt. These are crazy people out here in the world. And for you to involve yourself, to risk your home, your hearth, your family. And by the way, God bless those organizations that, that, that help you. But that doesn't mean you're not going to be sued. You're not going to be have sleepless nights. You're not going to go through depositions. You're not. And God forbid there is something about your particular case where somebody can make a claim or a case about it. You involve yourself with somebody who's mentally ill, handicapped, somebody who claims some kind of racial something. During the course of this, people hear you say stuff you didn't say. I'm just telling you, remember, you wanted this. I hate to use that Jack Reacher line, but you went from private citizen to being involved. Now remember, if somebody comes at you, it's a different story. We'll talk about that. I'm talking about this first case of involving yourself to help somebody else. Be very careful. Be very, 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 very careful. Very careful. People sometimes, by virtue of... And, and we've always enjoyed these people who have loved to... Uh, who are boxers. I know this guy. Oh, my God. He is just... Uh, he's always showing pictures on Facebook how he's boxing. He's at the gym. He's boxing. He's, he's got it lacing up. And he's on the bag and all this stuff. The difference between boxing on a bag or sparring and a fight are completely different. Have you ever seen these wonderful pieces, these wonderful uh, depict, not depictions, but they will involve themselves in, how do I say this? There will be... Um, Somebody who, who is into uh, kento or, or whatever that stuff is, you know, with the stick. I don't know the name. And then some MMA person comes in and says, okay, let me show you how I do it. And this one just comes in and just takes them down, slams them. And this guy who's doing the, you know, that uh, Steven Seagal stuff, none of this works. Because these people are really, they don't play by the rules. There's a, there's a wonderful form of uh, martial arts called, and I really, really like it. I really, I, if, if you have, if, if you're interested in the least. And it is not, it's not that Joe Rogan level. You're not going to be, you're not, the Gracies aren't going to run from you. But it's called Krav Maga, K-R-A-V, 
M-A-G-A. And years ago, I had dabbled in it somewhat, just to get kind of an idea. And it taught me a lot. And what my, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's very, he's pretty well known. And he said to me, in a wonderful accent, do you want competition? Do you want competition? Go go down the street. Do you want a belt? You want a belt? I don't want a belt. Go down the street. We don't have belt. You want to put on the, the, the gi? We don't have that. You want the trophy? You want the trophy? You want competition? Go down this. I don't want competition. Just what do I do? Okay. You want competition? You okay? And I said, okay. Well, he goes, this is not competition. Rule number one. It was so weird because I was in this class. And it was in a... It was in a... a <laughs> It was like a, like a nursery school. It's like after hours. And I'm in this, it's like a private class. And I'm in this room where they had, they had you know, uh, cushions on the floor. And little, you know, Mickey Mouse on the, it was like little kids, little chairs. And there I am with this guy, with this Israeli guy. You want competition? I don't want competition. Quit asking me this. Okay. He says, now, let's do this. And what's funny to do is let's, let's warm up. The warm up almost winded me. All right, fine. So the first thing he does is he says, he has me a cup, a metal cup, not a supporter, but a metal like catcher, like a like a like a Johnny Bench, Yogi Berra, nineteen fifty Rawlings metal army helmet, metal cup. Bing bing. I mean, you hit it and it's galvanized steel cup for your uh, genital urinary protection. You got it? Bing! This thing. Then I put this thing on. He goes, okay. And what was so funny? You ready for this? He said, there's no, don't worry about it. Don't, don't, no, don't change. Just put it on over your clothes. What? He said, just put it on over your... So I'm standing there with his shorts on with this metal cup outside. There's nobody there. If anybody walked in, they said, what are these people doing? He says, okay. Give me the headlock. Just let me show you something. Okay, it goes like this. He goes, now, look. Look what I'm looking at. And his head is right, he's looking at my cup. And he's like, bing, bing, goes like this, you hit it. I said, that's it? Yes. I said, that's not very, you know, Marcus, you want competition? I don't want competition. Bing, bing, okay, you got it, okay. I got it. The first, I think the first three classes were all hitting, basically smashing uh, you know, that's it. Very effective. Not th- this is not th- <laughs> this is not going to make any Joe Rogan real, but it was very effective because because remember your first rule: get out. When you're doing this, you're in trouble. Get out. Do this and get out. That was his whole thing. Don't stand and fight. This is just to debilitate, just to knock him out and get out. Okay, I'm getting the hang of this. One of my favorites was this. He says, okay, he loves these headlock things. He says, okay, I got my headlock, all right. And he says, look at this, look. And he holds his finger, I'm saying, what are you going to do with this? This scares me. And he goes, look. I go, what? No, don't, don't do what, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) This guy's crazy. God knows it. He goes, look. So as he's doing this, Underneath your nose, do me a favor. Do me a favor. 
this if you could. Take your finger, put it under your nose, and push. You know a little bit of cartilage? Just push. Now, you're not pushing hard enough. Really push it hard. It hurts. You're not doing it enough, though. You're not doing enough. Push it harder, harder. Okay, so I'm getting him in the headlock. He says, now watch this. And he takes his finger underneath my nose. Again, I'm thinking, I don't know where his finger has been. I can't even imagine. And he pushes up, and I'm flying backwards. I've never, it's not excruciating, but that's pretty good. I want to do that too. Okay, I do it to him. And we're back. This is great. Because this, they, they work again. This is how do you get out? You're not, you're not using this to help anybody. You're trying to get out. And I love this one where they said, "I'm show you this one called comb your hair, comb your hair." I know competition. And he comes behind me. He says, "Okay, grab me." I said, "All right, grab him behind the, the neck." They love this neck thing like this. This is apparently very, very popular in bars. Grab him by the neck. He goes, "Okay, you ready now." Go like this, comb your hair, and you turn, and next thing you know, your hands can't. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, they love the neck. Right here, the wrist. Boop. All these little things. That's cute. I like that. That was good. And get out. He he did some other stuff, too, which I don't want to tell you about. Now, that's the kind of stuff I like. This other stuff, you can forget it. A referee... He says, there's no competition. I know the competition. He says, remember the rule of biting. I said, biting? I said, we're not going to do that. He goes, no. Remember, there's only one rule about biting. What? He goes, make sure your teeth connect. I'm like, okay. This is serious. So what happened was, Krav Maga, um, the story is, and I'm not an expert in this, but it was developed in Israel when the, before the Haganah or whatever, they when, when the... Um, People in the kibbutz, all they had, they, they had their weapons were taken. All they had was like stuff that they had to come up with. And there was the fellow, the, the, the originator of this, figured every permutation of attack, front, side, back, close, far away. He goes, there's no such thing as far away. If you're far away, leave. Okay, I got it. And I like that. I like that. No confrontation. You're not, you're not confronting anybody. You're not, no, you're not, there's no, this, this means, unless this is getting away. It's very wise. And that's one thing we have to understand. When you look at the animals of the, of the, of the wild that could just destroy you, they're afraid of you. They don't want to bother you. They look at you and they say, I can take this guy. But that's not the way they think. They're non-confrontational. They're hungry and they have to, or you f- they feel like you're threatening them. That's fine. But this idea of just coming after you, no. No. Humans do that. Okay. Stand your ground. The castle doctrine. You have to retreat for use of force, except at your home. Why? Your home is your castle. Most jurisdictions have the castle doctrine. So if you're at home and somebody comes to you, you don't have to leave. You live there. This person has to leave. And then you get into this whole thing about, oh, you can really get into this stuff. But, well, where is your home? Ladies and gentlemen, John McGuire couldn't get hired. He said, my old man taught me a similar offer to buy a round. If that fails, 
if that fails. Nuts or, nuts or kidneys and run. I like that. Very good. Thank you very much. You know, there's something to be said for that. It doesn't seem like it's very... Uh, it doesn't seem like it's very... Um, um, honorable, but then again, you're trying to. You know, there's one thing that is just so... Uh, for young ladies in particular. You see, the, 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 the thing, and I don't want to get into it, but what this f- gentleman taught me, which is, he says, always have in the back of your mind, you have a, remember, if you're at the point, you're not going to be in there kind of playing around with somebody. If you're, you, you, you have to get out. And, and you have to, you know, worry about the consequences later, but you've got to get out. And you can't be silly. You can't take beer mugs and gouge people. But, no. And the thing is that most people are caught off guard. They're, they're shocked. I can't believe this is happening. As opposed to, I know what to do. I know what to do. I'm going to get away. No problem. I know what to do. And if you can't get away, then you're in a different posture. So what are you going to do? You're gonna and and again, people have this idea because of watching TV. They look at people and they want to hit them in the face. It's like, what is this? What's what I saw on TV? Remember that noise they make on TV? What is that noise? Who came up with that noise? Never heard that. Never heard it. It it, it I I I I don't understand. And and men too, in particular, they have this thing. You know. We talk a lot about gender, and, we, and it's in the news. And you always have to ask yourself, what is a man? What is a manly man? I have never, ever understood. Belligerent, fighting people? You're fighting people? What are you fighting them? Outsmart them. What are you doing? What are you fi- Now, again, remember, if something happens and you're going to defend yourself or your family. So, anyway, going back to this, the castle doctrine says you do not have to leave your castle. And in Florida, the Stand Your Ground statute says you do not have to leave someplace where you have the right to be. Do you remember the case of a fellow who was in a movie theater? And uh, there was a, a retired, a retired I think it was TPD, Tampa Police Department. He was at a movie with his wife during the day matinee. And he ran into this guy. He, he was retired. I think he had a carry, either had a carry permit or he could carry because he was a retired cop. And, then he, and he was a SWAT, an ex-SWAT instructor. So something happens. Forgive me if I don't know exactly the facts. But there was somebody in front of him who was looking at his watch or his, his, his phone and the light from the phone was bothering him. And this guy, they get into words. Somebody says something. This guy's an older man. This fellow was there, I think, with his wife. He wouldn't get off the phone. Words were exchanged. And during the course of this, this older, older man, retired, pulls out a gun and shoots him, kills him. And my, old, my, my friend defended him. They were successful. 
And uh, it was a very, 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 very contentious case. He, he was acquitted. Cost the man everything. And they want, and the problem and the people bothering him and the calling him up and the anti go, oh my God, it was, I mean, you shot somebody in a movie theater? Wait a minute. What? What? The thing that we felt, I don't know about you, I can't speak, but when we felt, when we were, and we were, you know, prosecutors, criminal defense, a lot of bad people there. Sometimes you're working late, sometimes you're going to play, you know. There were times when I absolutely, if I even if I even thought I'm approaching a group of people that might be kind of rather obstreperous, I stayed away from it because of the enormous responsibility of what I have. I don't want there to be any problem whatsoever. Now, what happens when you're at home? This is what people have to go through. This is, and if you, and God bless you, if you use your, avail yourself of a Second Amendment right, not a privilege, but a right, you have a Second Amendment right. In the Heller case, it said it's a right to, and it's not just to, to, to have a weapon or a firearm to, to form a militia. But what do you do at home? This is when I, this is when I go crazy. Do you clearly know what you're going to do? Do you know what you're going to do? And the rule is, if somebody is in your house, in your house, uh, I think most, now, is that clearly? I think most juries will probably say, well, somebody was in their house. Let me tell you what happened to me one day. We have friends of ours, they live in a townhouse. A townhouse that looks identical to the other townhouse. In fact, the whole place looks like the same townhouse, just next to each other. I don't know the numbers. I don't know. I, the, the, they're, they're all the same. So I went to the car, to the Yugo, to stretch. And I walked back, and so help me God, I walked into this, I walked in, doors open, and I looked down and I said, I don't remember there being a, all these tennis shoes here. This is weird. And I'm just thinking, because I'm not thinking, oh, I'm in the wrong place. I thought to myself, I don't remember there being tennis shoes here. This is how brilliant I am. And all of a sudden I hear the guy say, can I help you? I said, oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. Now I'm in his home. What if he'd have shot me? Now think about this. During the day, 3 p.m., daylight, his door is open. Why, why people have their doors open, I have no idea. And I walked in. What if he shot me? What if he killed me? Good luck with that one. Good luck. You don't think there's any liability on his part? Come on. You don't think so? You don't think somebody's going to say, well, we're going to settle something. That's a little... Three o'clock in the afternoon. People are outside. Kids are playing. And this guy... And you think you're being, what, home invasion? I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And then people... This is, this is my favorite. I've got another friend. In fact, it's the same people. 
He's telling me, well, I'm going to get a weapon. Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, you know, I don't know what I should do. Should I get a shotgun? I said, a shotgun? A shotgun? Yes. Well, let me ask you a question. Where would you where would you keep this weapon? Where would you keep it? You got to be able to get to it, right? If you hear a noise, I mean, where would you keep it? Please don't tell me next to the bed. Please. That's the first place people look. Now, there are some, if you've ever seen the concealment. Oh, they've got, have you seen, I'm sure you have, the bed frames where the, it looks like there's a, so, I don't know, like a bookshelf behind you, and all of a sudden you just pull this thing down, and there, there's your, there's your stuff. You could never tell there was, there was, it was a place for you to store weapons. Is it long barrel? You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you know, rack of what? You sure about that? Do you have anybody next door? Do you have kids? You have kids. You better be careful. You be. There is no excuse for that one. Where do you keep it next to your bed? You're gonna have a have what a little one of those cigar. It looks like a like a like a thir, like a humidor where you punch the three codes. Is that it? You're gonna you're gonna get that up. And when the bad guy comes in and tells you, you wake up with a gun to your head and he says, "Here, open that box up, open it." What are you gonna do? This guy didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Well, you know, I'm learning how to clean it. Learning how to clean it. Have you fired one? Do you know what the noise is? You might drop it. You might just be so freaked out. Boom. People inside a car? People who think they can... They've never... What are you talking about? You've just elected to do something that could ruin not only your life, but... Do, do, this is serious. No, don't do this. Don't. Don't. You've got to be proficient. You've got to have it worked out. You've got to know specifically, when are we going to do this? What are we going to do? What are you going to do? Stand there and start warning. Hey, anybody out there? You're going to start talking to people? You sure about this? And then when it happens, you think they're going to just let you go? They're going to say, well, that's the way it goes. Well, that was a clean one. Not necessarily. So all I'm saying, oh. And then one time, I'll never forget, a woman showed me. She had a semi-automatic. I know people always say automatic. And it it was, I don't know what this thing was. The closest thing I could have, it looked like the action was almost like a like a Luger. You know how the Lugers go up and they, they point like this. And I mean, it was... She had, she had no idea. I said, you know what kind of ammunition this is? I don't know. Do, do you know what this is? Was it 9mm or 9mm Kurs like they use for Walters and PPK and PPKS and all that other kind of stuff? Do, do you know the ammunition? You know how to clean? You, you, do, can you hit me? What? Oh, my God. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. And the question I want to ask this young man, and here's his question, Mr. Penny, why did you hold on to him so long? You had people surrounding him. Once he went limp or seemed to be limp, let him go. Everybody does that. This could very well put you into the reckless category. Now, you know what I would do. What I would do. 
if I represented Mr. Mr. Penny. The first thing I would do is I would make sure that we never use the term chokehold. Never. It is not a chokehold. It is called a carotid restraint or a headlock. Not a, not a chokehold. And I would read the following. This is from a Department of Justice memorandum, and it would read as follows. Listen to... Uh, I want to read this to you. I want to read this thing to you. Okay, this is from the Department of Justice. Listen carefully. Chokeholds apply pressure to the throat or the windpipe, right here, and restrict an individual's ability to breathe. The carotid restraint technique restricts blood flow to the brain, causing temporary unconsciousness. That's from the Department of Justice. That's their word, it's not mine. I would make sure that we say we do not use the word choke. This is not a chokehold. There's no chokehold. Don't call this joke. Choke. It's a rear naked choke. Don't say that. I'll never forget one night, Michael Bodden was on with Sean Hannity. And I said, hey, Bodden's going to be here. I said, oh, let me see this. So I hadn't seen Hannity's show in forever. And he was talking about the Jeffrey Epstein case. And Bodden, who was the premier forensic pathologist, he's talking about the, the use of the carotid restraint, the sleeper and all that stuff. And Sean was trying to regale him with his knowledge of, well, I know, I know a rear naked choke. Well, that's good, Sean. Yeah, because I guess he was taking MMA. This is the man who wears a CIA, you know, <laughs> lapel pin. And he, he, he's an expert. Biden has done like 10,000, 40,000 autopsies. I don't even know. And Sean is telling him, you know, I know about this. I thank you very much. It's a rear naked choke. Well, don't call it a choke. It's not a choke. It's not a choke. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's gasping for air. So the first thing I'm going to do is say, you're not going to call it a choke. And anybody who calls it a choke, it's a mistrial. Next, I would have every, every expert I could to say how this particular carotid restraint is one of the most humane and the wisest and the safest and the smartest means by which to subdue someone. Now, Mr. Penny is a Marine. Is this something that is used on the battlefield? Is this used in hand-to-hand combat? Absolutely not. Why? Marines are taught how to kill people. This doesn't kill people. We're not going to put ISIS in a, in a carotid restraint. No. They would go for a chokehold. They would want to do this. This is not a death hole. This is not used. It's to subdue when you're trying to maintain the life of someone. And I would have another person come in and another person come in. What do you do? Well, I'm a, I'd have medic. I'd have uh, oh, uh, emergency room physician. I'd even call Joe Rogan. Joe, can you can you um, demonstrate this? Sure. Have you ever had one put on you? Sure. Joe, would you allow anybody to put something on you that could kill you? No. Of course, you didn't have an offer three minutes, but anyway. So I would completely completely removed from that jury's idea, any any idea that this was reckless, that this was smart, this was wise. Would you prefer that they pummel this man? Was that it? You want to do that? 
How about a chest compression? Do you ever hear a burking? Anybody ever hear of that? You know what a you know what burking is? Burking is when you sit on somebody. And it used to be the sign for bur- the word burk came from in the in the in the days when medical schools needed cadavers, they would pay people to go out and get cadavers. And one of the easiest ways they could do it, they would basically sit on people and compress them. And you would see a button, a button that would be compressed in their chest, which indicated somebody sat on them. That's called burking. So, that'll kill you. And I would have that jury immediately say, I didn't know anything. I didn't think, that, that's not reckless at all. Hey, that, things happen. And I would also say, and by the way, let this be a lesson to you. Hi, I wish somebody, I wish somebody would put an ad out on local news that says, hello, let's learn a lesson from this. If you menace or harass individual citizens who want to ride to and from on a subway unmolested by some demented lunatic, and if you're that demented lunatic, here's a bit of advice. Be careful, because you might run into this guy. And if you don't want to run into this guy, or somebody like him, or a series of people like this, don't bother innocent people. Because you might find yourself in the position where you could be put in a carotid restraint, maybe for too long. Those are the risks you take. See, doing what you're doing is risky. There are people out there who don't like you menacing them. They like to remain unmolested. They have this crazy, kooky idea that as an American citizen, they don't have to worry about this. So let that be a lesson to you. There's a lot more, but, you know, isn't it stuff? I don't bother anybody, do you? So what I'm doing is, and I want you to understand this, and I am absolutely 100% behind anybody availing themselves of the Second Amendment. However, if you have any doubts, I would suggest you not do that. But please, I beg you, make sure you go through in your mind, what do I do? I'm at a car. Somebody comes up and threatens me vocally. Can I use a weapon? Can I brandish a weapon? Can I display it? Could that be construed as an aggravated assault? Could I be looking at a three-year minimum mandatory? If this guy says, hey, this guy pulled a gun on me. Well, you threatened me. I didn't threaten. I came up and asked for directions. You did not. Police come, 5-0 comes, and you get arrested. It's your word against his. You've got a gun. He doesn't. Now, granted, oh, oh, and I love the way they say this guy, Neely, had a terrible criminal record. What difference does that make? That's not going to come up in the trial. Penny didn't know that. The Marine didn't know that. Yeah, but this guy is a psycho. He didn't have a t-shirt that says, this is my criminal record. I have an outstanding warrant for it. No. that. I'm, I'm listening to this on the... <laughs> I did a call-in show, my friend show that I'm saying, I don't know what you're talking about, but that, that doesn't make any difference. You can have the greatest, the, ni- the most wonderful intention... But you are putting yourself in the position where you have elected to enter a rule into a realm that's very dangerous. You better know this. Are you familiar? But what about your what about your home? What is your home? Is it inside your home? 
No. Is it outside your home? Well, yeah. It also involves the curtilage, the area around your home. That is, and by the way, I'm giving no legal advice. No, 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 no. Don't you tell me. I heard him say that. No, no. I'm giving you historical references. But the curtilage was the area that you could defend your property with an arrow or something. So, technically speaking, where curtilage comes up is sometimes people enter a property and they're charged with burglary, even though they've never entered the house, but they've entered the immediate area, the curtilage. You also have to understand, well, where can I carry a weapon? In Florida, we had a real good one. You can keep them at your, at your business. You can keep one at your home. You can keep one in your car. You can do all this stuff. But they never talked about, well, how do you get it from your home to your business or outside your car? They kind of, you know. Then they would do this one. I would love this. People would say, well, you got to make sure there's at least three movements away. I don't know where this came from. Did you ever hear that one? Three movements. Three movements. What is a movement? What are you talking about? You can have it, but you can't. It's got to be three movements away. I don't know where that comes. I have no idea what that means. Just say, do you, here's my favorite. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask the question, and I want you to answer it. You ready for this? And it goes like this. And I'm going to do it with a southern aff affectation, because normally, people that I know named Lud and Budrow would tell me this from Florida. They say, you know, I talked to a friend of mine, he's a deputy. And my other brother-in-law is a state trooper. And he told me, if you ever, if you ever shoot somebody at your home, outside, you know what you're supposed to do? Answer my question. You've heard this a million times. What do you do if you shoot somebody outside your house? What do you do if you shoot somebody outside your house? What do you do? A policeman told me this. My brother-in-law is a state trooper. He is. My other brother-in-law works for Wildlife, ATF. You understand that? They told me this now. And I know what they told me. They said, you do this and there's no problem. If you shoot somebody outside your house, what do you do? I'm waiting now. There's a bit of a delay. Go ahead, I'm waiting. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Look at this. Fox fan says, pull him in. Bring him inside. See, how Howie Brown heard that. Pulled the body in the house. Put a knife in their hand. <laughs> Drag him into, through the door. Look at, all, look at all of us. We've all heard this. We've all heard this. I had a friend of mine, one time he was a police officer, he said, you know, we have throw-down weapons. You know that is. In case they shoot the wrong guy, they, they oh, oh, man. He said, you know what I have? I said, what? He goes, throwing stars. I said, throwing stars? He said, yep. He says, who would ever question throwing stars? It was a damn scene. guy pulled me over and he had throwing stars. Wow. Well, it's got to be true. Well, who would, who would, now imagine this, and I've said this before. Police officer says, "Yes, sir. My, yes, Mister Mister Thompson. Yeah, my name is Ledbetter. I'm from the Lafayette County Sheriff's Office. We understand that uh, you you uh, 
somebody tried to break inside here and you shot him inside? Is that is that the man right there? Is that the man who you broke it and you say you shot him inside your house? Is that man right there? How come he's covered in grass and dirt? And I'm I'm seeing now. You know you know why the cops always have their their lighter up here so they can boop. <laughs> that's that's they always have it here. It's not they don't go like that. It's to anyway. Now I'm, I'm I'm noticing right there. There's rut lines, like lines, like and he's got grass and, and there's blood. That, that, that did you drag him inside here? Did you come on now? Did you? You dragged him inside. Now he was shot in the back, but he's fought, he fell forward. What is going on here? Now I I, I noticed that the, the the there's no there's no damage to the door. Did he walk in here? Did he have a key? You did, did you did you hear some? Did somebody tell you to drag him inside? You can tell me. Did you have a brother-in-law or something who worked for the sheriff's office who told you that? You know, you know, you you dragged him in here, didn't you? He he was outside, right? You know that. I mean, I'm not stupid. You know we're we we have we're pretty good at this forensic stuff, and we are not we are not gonna do that. We're not gonna that dog don't hunt. You understand? See what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, buddy. I'll tell you what. Now I always said as a joke. I'm not, I'm not stupid. The best thing to do would be for you to just not say anything and wait until. Uh, Deputy Boudreaux comes from the Lafayette County Sheriff's Office. Yes, Mr. Thompson. Yes, excuse me. I hate to bother you. Did you know there's a dead man in your lot? What? There is a dead man in your front yard. You are kidding me. Honey. Honey, there's a dead man. Would you get him off there? I don't want my neighbors to see this. That's how rumors get started. Do you know who did it? Did I what? Hell no. What are you, what are you insinuating? What am I going to do, shoot somebody on my lawn? I don't even know who he is. Would you just, just get rid of him? Thank you. I appreciate that. People say stuff that is the most ridiculous. <laughs> they, they, they just say this stuff. And by the way, I want everybody to understand something too. And everybody, our dear friends who have ever, if you've ever tried to you know, use a nice weaver grip and you try to hit something, and you just hit a regular target, 25 yards, you, you, you would never be ever shooting anything that far. It would be very close. You'd be surprised how hard it is to hit that and how that, that, that you know, it doesn't kick. But if you've never done it before, it's like, oh, take your ears off too. Listen how loud this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, li- I like when they always say, why didn't the police wound him? Wound him. So let me just leave you with this. And let me just say something to you. Please, be careful. Once you, you have every right in the world to, to defend yourself, but once you have elected to do that, once you have gone that far, please understand, there's no going back. And sometimes they are most accommodating, and sometimes people want to make an example out of you. You get some overzealous prosecutor. You get an Alvin Bragg who wants to hurt you and wants to make an example out of you. And I've seen it far too often. Well, John McGuire couldn't get higher. Thank you so much, my dear, dear friend. You are a gentleman and a scholar. And uh, Dreadnought Trucking LLC, thank you so much, my dear friend. Thank you. And I appreciate you and your organization. 
Thank you so much. Arhi, thank you as well. USCCA, thank you. Good, good people. We should talk to those folks. Born to raise hogs, thank you, brother or sister. I don't know. Thank you for that. Uh, Dreadnought uh, Trucking, thank you so much. Fishman, thank you as well. And Pete Oob12, thank you for your kindness. I appreciate that. Listen, I just want you to be equipped. I just want you to know what's going on. I used to tell people all the time, I don't ever want to talk about this, but drunk driving, oh, 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 I've seen that one before. Oh, no, no. Do not. Do not. That's what Ubers are for. Don't even. Now, can I Can I have a, if I had a, a beer, but don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm telling you. There's some things that might help you, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. People never think about this. And they and this, they just, one day, they just wake up and they don't realize that that day, their life forever changes. Let me just say something about DUI. It is a pain in the neck. Anybody ever have those, um, clients of mine had those little blow, those devices? Those uh, uh, ignition things where you got to blow into this thing. Have you ever seen that? Oh, that's real attractive. Oh, yeah. that's You're going to love that one. Yeah, you pull into a gas station, turn your car off. Yeah, fill it up with it. Yeah, and then, what are you doing? Nothing. Playing the, 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 the saxophone. And God forbid, you you know, you, 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 you don't hit it just right and you, you're leaning over and you can only have so many times. I mean, it's hard. If people knew that, Here's my question. Why are there parking lots at bars? I don't get it. Anyway. Thank you, my friends. We will see you. You have been terrific. I hope I hope I made you think. I hope I made you think. It's all I want you to do. I just want you to think. I want you to think. You know what? He made me think. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about what am I going to do? Think ahead of time when you have all the time in the world. That's all. Anyway, we'll see you again tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Make sure you also... Sign up for Mrs. L's, her own YouTube channel at Lynn's Warriors. It's terrific. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. Same bad time, same bad channel, as we normally say. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Da-da.